0: Welcome everyone, this is Vijay Prasad with Canadian Supernatural Investigation, CSI for short, place here your one-stop shop for all things paranormal and supernatural in nature, and let's get into today's podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, ideas that you want to hear about, you can email me csicalgary at outlook.com. Let's get to it. Welcome everybody, this is Vijay Prasad of Canadian Supernatural Investigations in our inaugural very first episode for our Canadian Supernatural Investigations podcast, that is CSI, and you can reach me on Calgary at Outlook.com. Thank you for joining me today for that first one, and I'm going to jump right into it. So first off, a little bit about me and who I am now. When it comes to that, again, my name is Vijay Prasad, and I've been a paranormal investigator for quite a while, actually. I've been doing this since 1998, I believe was the year I did my first one. Um, I've run multiple teams ever since, so I've either been on one, led one, but I've always been engaged in one for quite a while since then. And uh, of course I'm running Supernatural Investigation, CSI, I'm running that right now. Uh, so as uh, what I do essentially is people have issues of any sort where they can't explain what's going on. They think it's paranormal in nature. They give me a call and me and my team, which, does change from time to time, but me and my team go in and we conduct an investigation. That does include all the stuff you do see on TV, yes, but no, it's not as glamorous as they make it look, not gonna lie. 90% of the time, nothing happens. Not gonna lie about it at all. 90% of the time, there is nothing. However, what keeps a supernatural investigator, what keeps an imperial investigator doing it? that 10% when something does happen, something that makes your skin crawl, something that makes you nervous, something that freaks you out, but you can actually substantiate it. And that's where those tools come in. You got your EMF recorders, temperature gauges, video cameras, still picture cameras, everything like that. But those are the things that keep you going. And that's why I've been doing this for so long. So that's just a quick overview of who I am and what is a podcast of this nature about? Well, today I'm gonna talk about the Ouija board. Why? Because I make them. (laughs) And not gonna lie, I've gotten a lot of flack from people for that. Why have I gotten flack? Well, just based off a lot of premise, some people think a Ouija board is just evil. No, it's not. No, they won't convince me it is. And no, just owning one does not mean that you're gonna open up a portal to hell. Why do I say that? Because I make them. At any given point, I have like four or five of them in my house. There's no portal to hell in my home. So, just to be clear, a Ouija board can be dangerous. If it's used incorrectly. Did you like my dramatic pause for effect? I thought that was cool. (laughs) Anyway, just like a knife. You can take a knife and it will do nothing unless somebody uses it irresponsibly and then bad shit can happen. So yes, Ouija boards can be dangerous if they are used incorrectly. Does making them cause an issue? No, does selling them cause an issue? No, does a foolish person trying to summon something from the pits of hell cause an issue? Absolutely. It's a communication tool, but it is a tool nonetheless. A tool without a wielder is nothing. So getting that out of the way, reason why I'm talking about it, however, is Again, I make them, I sell them, and no, I do not investigate with them because I'm not going to people's homes to invite things in. I'm going generally to find out if something is already there. And if something is already there, I'm trying to either help them come to terms with it or even get rid of it. But I'm not using a board because a board can open up a channel that goes two ways, that brings other things in and not just communicate with what's there. That's why I won't use them on an investigation, never have, never will, but does not mean I do not sell them, does not mean I do not use them, does not mean I do not support what they can do. However, it does mean that I will never investigate with them because they can invite things that were never there in the first place in if used irresponsibly or in a bad situation so that's just a quick safety tip if you're going to use a ouija board be smart do your research pay attention use your protections don't be a fool now (laughs) when it comes to what they can do if you've ever seen them move on their own or have somebody pull up some information about you that is very accurate that they should not know it puts you into a bit of a a weird, weird feeling and thought process when it comes to what a Ouija board can do, because it can be very scary. Like any element of the supernatural, it can be very scary, very intense. But like anything which you've seen at any given point, if people start to panic and get worked up, That is a form of energy. That is a form of negative energy, and that negative energy can be turned into something else altogether. So if you're going to use a Ouija board, it is always good to use it with somebody who is skilled at how to practice divination of that nature. If you do not have that, probably not a good idea to do in the first place. However, as we know, people will do it. And so if nothing else, use your protections, do your research, don't be a fool. So, I mean, I've said it already because it's that important. I was actually threatened physically, believe it or not, because now, as I said, I sell them. I was on Facebook. I'm using Facebook Marketplace, and I was selling them there, and it was fine. I would sell board after board. People were buying them. It was all good. And then one family, a husband and wife, now this is going to sound funny, but The wife comes on, starts insulting me and beaking me off and all this kind of stuff. Telling me how I am so evil for selling these boards and said she was going to report me. So I'm trying to keep light of it because behind a keyboard, anybody can say anything. That's fine. So I'm like, you know what? Sorry you feel that way. Take care. (laughs) Just kind of let it go. She comes back, throws more insults, starts being quite nasty about it again online so everybody's reading and seeing it people who i don't know were coming to my defense because she was being absolutely ridiculous but she kept insulting me and whatever and then i'm like and she was calling me names and stuff and then even you know she went with a lighter insult at one and just said a goof which was the lightest one believe me some were quite nastier but then i'm like you know what yeah i'm a goof i'm a fun goof i'm an enjoyable goof i'm a laughing goof i'm all types of goof but nonetheless i'm still a goof and i'm a really nice guy so sorry again sorry you feel that way take care so no, you'd think that'd be the end of the story, but no, it's not. Her husband Facebook video chats me. Doesn't I don't answer, of course, because I don't know who he is and didn't know that this was her husband at the time. And leaves one of those voice audio messages because I didn't answer. He's swearing at me, cussing me out, insulting my ethnicity. Like, I mean, going full on cruel and telling me how evil I am and how I'm against God and all this kind of stuff. So I go on and I'm like, well... You seem to have a lot of anger issues. Do you want to grab a coffee and maybe talk about it? Insult me some more. Because so I messaged him back. Because I just I just did. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I probably should have let it go, but I didn't. So the insults kept going and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I'm thinking, okay, these people are telling me I'm this godless person who is so evil. And yet I'm the one saying, have a nice day. I'm sorry you feel that way. I accept your and respect your opinion. I'm saying all this stuff. And they're calling me the worst things you can possibly think of. It's funny that that can happen when somebody's telling you how evil you are when you're the one being nice. I I don't get it. And all because of the Ouija board. She did actually report me. Now, again, all along, I was selling these boards. So she reported me to Facebook and had some of my ads pulled. The weird thing is they didn't pull all of my ads, only the specific ones she reported. And... Again, there—I don't—I was the only one who had boards on this site. There's multiple Ouija boards on this site, not just ones I made. They have ones that other people have made. They had ones that were just store-bought ones, and those were fine. And again, ones I posted after the fact were fine. It was specifically the ones that she reported as inappropriate. Go figure, I don't get it. I mean, they sell them at Toys R Us. I just think people need to relax when it comes to that because I really don't see the point of getting worked up about something that is 100% in your control on how and if you choose to use it. That was a bit of a rant, wasn't it? But anyway, let's get into the more supernatural stuff. Now, what does a Ouija board really do? If you think about it this way, just like a pendulum, or even just like a prayer, it is a tool of focus. Some people hold, you know, stones in their hand when they pray, or some people use crystals or candles when they pray. Or if you're using a pendulum, you know, it's a form, it's a way to focus your energy in your meditation for some people with things like that. Not the Ouija board, but like pendulums and stones and candles. So it's a focusing tool to open yourself up and invite communication. Remember, folks, when you're talking about communication in terms of things like divination, Ouija board specifically... It is a two-way street, and you don't always know who you're speaking to. You can try to connect with someone specific, this is true, and if you do, that's great, but you are opening up a door that can communicate with somebody else or something else. This is true. I compare it to walking down the street and yelling out hello. Someone will answer, you don't necessarily know who. If you're looking directly at someone and say hello, they might look back at you and say hello, and you start communication with that one person. But if you're standing in a public place and you yell out hello, even if you're looking at one person, other people might say hello back. Makes sense, right? Because, again, it's a way to talk. When it comes to paranormal in- investigations, you don't want to do that generally because you're trying to keep things a little bit more specific. You're not trying to invite other things. You're trying to find out what's already there. You're not trying to bring things in. At most, you're trying to find out if something's there and then get rid of it if that's what the client is asking for. Um, There's multiple ways in doing that kind of thing based on their spiritual beliefs and whatnot, but at the end of the day, you're not there to bring things in. So if you're going in for thrill-seeking thinking this will be fun, don't do it. That's a very big no-no. You're not using tools of divination like a Ouija board in somebody else's home, for communication purposes. That is just not smart. So please don't do that. Uh, again, my opinion, people can argue that if they wish. And I'm always open to other people's opinions, and I'm very good about it. So again, that is CSI Calgary at Outlook.com. If you want to send me a message and we can chat about it, I'd love to hear your opinion. What do you think are the negative? and positive. I do want positive as well, but the negative and positive aspects of using a communication uh, sorry, communication tool. So not just Ouija boards, you can open up a little bit more too. If some people use other things, that's fine. But I'm just talking about Ouija boards specifically right now because A, it's an exciting topic. It's one people do like to hear about. And I also make them and I sell them. So I mean, it's something I understand very well. So I'm starting big with that just because it is something that we can go into very, very big detail with. So what would you, want to know about them if you were using one for the first time? Or if you've been using one for the first time and not achieving the results that you wish, what is it that you would want to know to try to make them better? Or even still, if you are very, very good at using a Ouija board, or an oracle board or a spirit board, whatever you want to call it. Um, If you are very good at it, what tips can you offer? Now, this is something I would love to have engagement on as well. What tips can you offer? Because the fact is, and the truth is, people, whether they are good at it or not, whether they're researched on it or not, people are going to use them. And education is always helpful to know what you're dealing with, but people are always going to, that's something that's always going to happen. People are going to use them and people are going to do silly things. So maybe if nothing else, we can find a way to help communicate better ways, safer ways, smarter ways, so that if they're going to do this, at least they have a bit more of a clue about what they're doing to not get themselves hurt or other people hurt or make a location unsafe because of being silly. So what can you offer in terms of how can we help them not make the same mistake? And no, I don't mean just call in and be like, or email in and be like, tell them not to use it because I'm not gonna do that. Because I, again, don't think that a tool can be dangerous unless the wielder of that tool is irresponsible. So I'm not gonna say don't use them because like any tool, if you use it correctly, it can be very helpful. People can find out things they need to know to make their lives better. People can find peace of mind. People can find inspiration, motivation. There's many wonderful things that can happen from it. But again, the other side of that coin is negative things can happen too. A knife can be used to chop up lettuce for a salad. A knife can be used to remove someone's heart. <laughs> yes, it's the same tool, to very different results. So I'm not gonna tell them not to use it. I am gonna try to help them use it smart be wise about it so what do you think are good practices to help with communication tools not even again not just necessarily the ouija board but with divination tools in general tarot cards oracle cards oracle boards anything pendulums what do you think people can do to make it safer for them So they can keep practicing their form of mysticism and art. What do you think they can do to get the results that they're looking for? If they're searching for something, how can they focus their search and protect themselves, protect their home, and keep everyone involved safe? What about your specific type? If you're a user, what is your form of divination? What is your favorite form, I should say? Because many people do a lot of them. I have, obviously, I have my spirit boards, but I have oracle decks, I have tarot cards, all that kind of stuff, I have pendulums. I believe in those, I also have pendulum boards. Like That's something that I believe is helpful if you believe in it, and not everybody does, and that's okay, but folks, keep it respectful because just because you don't does not give you the right to say somebody else shouldn't does not give you the right to say somebody else is wrong you are welcome to say why you think it doesn't work you are not welcome to say why you think anything about that person for believing in it so keep it respectful but give me those opinions want to hear what you have to say about it and i want to know what do you think can and can't work what do you think can and can be gained, can or cannot be gained, where do you, what benefits can they find, what, what things can they watch out for? So I want to know, what do you think they can be used for? How do you think they can help? Do you think they can help people personally grow and reach their, their aspirations or whatever they're endeavoring to do? I believe so. I think that any form that allows you to reach a higher level of communication, a higher realm of existence and I so do not want to sound like bloody Alex Jones. or really And oh, that whole Joe Rogan podcasting. He, he took that to a whole other level, didn't he? But that's, that's an aside. I'm, I'm digressing here. I don't want to go into that, but anyway, what do you think about that? How do you think that it can help you? I believe again, anything that helps you reach a higher form of consciousness can help you grow and become better. If it's telling you to do good things and avoid bad things, That's a win in my book, I think. That's something that will make people respect and respond. That is something that will help people get better. If at the end of the day, you're making someone better, how can that be bad? That's what I think. Doesn't matter the tool that they use to do it. If it doesn't hurt anybody else and makes that person better and potentially makes other people better, that's a win. So how or even what do you choose to use when it comes to divination tools? I'd love to hear from you again. That email, that's CSI calgary at outlook.com please send me your comments love to hear them thank you for joining me on our first episode today first podcast of csi and i can't wait to hear from you guys this again is vj Brasad, and i'll talk to you soon take care everyone Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Canadian Supernatural Investigations Podcast. This is Vijay Prasad, your host. If you have any questions that you want to find out about or ask or get answered in any way, you can email me csicalgary at outlook.com, and I look forward to hearing from you. If you have issues of a supernatural paranormal nature and are looking to find out what's going on, definitely give me a shout and me and my team would love to help so that again is vj prasad with canadian supernatural investigations csi for short and look forward to hearing from you